Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She says she was uh, sexually assaulted by Russell Brand. And then during that interview, she gives examples of text messages she received in the aftermath. All men know what a sexual assault is, and there's no way that sexual assaults were acceptable in the 2000s, and men knew that. And if Russell Brand did the things he's accused of, he would have known that too. I'm Nicola Tallent. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Superstar Russell Brand is the latest celebrity to be hit with claims of sex assault by victims, which would once have devastated his career. But what is the likely outcome for the star from the sensational claims by four women who say he assaulted and raped them? Has the media landscape 2023 changed enough for Brand to survive being cancelled? Or will he lose his status as an outspoken comedian who's followed by millions? Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the scandal which has deep implications for Brand and those who employed him. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So are you all prepped for Wednesday, Niall? Uh, well, uh, no, as ever. Uh, traditionally, we've uh, never been able to, or we've never prepped fully for these, have we? I always get, uh, I'd always have a desire to know exactly what's happening. And, you know, you always uh, scupper that by not wanting to prepare in that way. Uh, so, no, I haven't. Uh, no, we're not prepared at all, really, are we? No, not really, but we'll wing it. And yes. in the end, day, we're going to be surrounded by friends, which is good. Yeah. Uh, Underworld 50th birthday party and we're doing a live stage show and we're kind of just really reeling back the years and looking at some of the big stories and the big personalities that have made Sunderworld uh, what it is and uh, celebrating the birthday party. So in the end of the day, I think we'll have a kind crowd out there who won't be expecting too much. Well, forgiving crowd of, of tabloid journalists, you're, you're an optimist as well, Nicola. I'm an optimist, yeah. <laughs> now, of course, we're talking today about somebody who is 
no longer having a forgiving crowd of tabloid journalists, Russell Brand has found himself finally really on the other end of his popularity or not anymore. Um, you know, we thought we'd discuss this. I was trying to think today, what do I think about it? I have to say from the point of view of a woman and around the same age as Russell Brand, I cannot understand how anyone doesn't find him sleazy or never did find him sleazy anyway. There was always something about him. Didn't he play the role of the kind of pervy guy in St. Trinian's in the modern take of that movie? Um, the guy who's kind of in with the school girls and all the rest of it. And to me, that is sort of really what he openly is. He's always been quite open about his sexuality, about his, he spoke many years ago and gave up drugs about having a sex addiction. And he's been very, very vocal. And um, I mean, for me, with Russell Brand, when he made that phone call to Andrew Sachs and started slagging him about having had sex with his granddaughter, I just can't understand how that lack of respect he has for women would allow him move onwards in the world and sort of date and be with as many women as he has. Yeah, I mean, he's a product, of course. You know, he, he came to light at a different time. Like, you, you know, you don't fully appreciate how different the times were just 20 years ago or even less uh, until you start looking back at all this stuff. And you can see all, the, for example... Uh, there's a clip played from dispatches about him talking about uh, Jimmy Savile and stuff like that. And obviously a lot of the things he said and did would no longer be acceptable in, in, in popular culture, but they were totally acceptable at the time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's Russell Brand's, you talk about his disrespect for women, but his kind of laddishness and, and all of that um, was actually a selling point, really. Um, yeah. He, Obviously, saying whatever about that persona, which you, which he has always been open about, as you said, he's saying that's that's all it was. That everything else, everything that he did, and he was open about about his his uh, extracurricular activities, that it was all consensual. And um, but you know, so there's a load of different things going on. I mean, Russell Brand has been in the spotlight for twenty years, of you know, since he started in MTV. And in the last, uh, you know, five or six years, um, in particular, he's become really one of the really big um, new media stars, as well as being a media star. And remember, Russell Brand wrote for The Guardian. You know, he was on Channel 4. He was on BBC. He was absolutely on everything and was embraced fully by what he now calls the mainstream media. But in the last few years, he's become uh, a new media star podcasting uh obviously and, and on youtube and uh you know what he's saying is that's why he's being targeted a bit like ourselves in a way except we don't have i don't think those skeletons in the cupboard i'll speak for myself i think i can speak for you yeah. you don't have a dark past you don't have a sort of a history of that sort of thing like why is this story coming out now and why how has it been handled the way it's been broken in the media and what are we going to explain? Yeah, so people are obviously saying, why has it come out now? And Russell Brand has made it clear why he thinks it's come out now. It's because he's gone, uh, he's become sympathetic to 
anti-vax positions, other other kind of issues along those lines, um, you know, more sympathetic to people associated with the Republican Party in the US, uh, questioning of the war in Ukraine. And, you know, I know people who've read Russell help, Russell Brand's self-help books um, and they kind of would feel maybe that's, you know, there's some truth in that. But if you look at the programme uh, dispatches on, on Channel 4, and obviously it was done in conjunction with the Sunday Times, it's a very, very carefully made programme um, that, um, you know, you would know yourself that all media organisations when they're doing a story, you're facing one, your enemy is, is the libel laws really. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is, you know, that is the, the, the thing that all media organizations live in fear and terror of really. Um, there is no greater defamation than calling somebody a sex offender, uh, which is what Russell Brand is being called, called a, a, you know, a rapist and a sexual, somebody who's committed sexual assault. So it isn't done just, uh, casually because of the mm-hmm. financial consequences for, for dispatches. So what they've done is they've assembled, now they said they've worked on it for three years or whatever, but what they have done is assembled um, a certain amount of, of things that are very hard to, to counteract, I suppose. Now, if Russell Brand was to bring a case, the newspapers would have to prove what they say is, is uh, on the balance of probabilities true. It's different mm-hmm. than a criminal case because people are constantly saying he's not being convicted in a court of law. It's not, um, you know, he's not he's not being found guilty by a jury. But that is not what the newspapers are against. They're, you know, where somebody has to be found beyond a reasonable doubt. What they're fighting is to say somebody is guilty of what we say on the balance of probabilities. And in order to defend that case, they have four women. We might consider. Uh, and some of Russell Brown's supporters said they're anonymized, but they are on the record. Exactly. And, and so, and they will have been put through a huge amount of detail in what they're saying in the background. Like, while the, what they call the likes of Russell Brand and Andrew Tate call the mainstream media, the matrix, whatever it is Tate calls it, like, there's a huge amount of work that goes into the moment that you break this story. And it is absolutely, as you say, such an enormous thing. And it, if incorrect, it would be a huge defamation of Russell yeah. Brown's character. Yeah. So all those women that are there that have come together, they haven't just broken the story with one, they've broken the story with four. And I see there's another now in LA seems to have come forward. Um, I was listening to her testimony on the BBC today. She seems to be a fifth woman am i right in that yeah there, there, there is a fifth woman and then there is also other sort of uh maybe lesser claims to do it uh you know other things that occurred maybe in the studios and all but what so, we can say is that the media organization certainly from what we know of the awful mainstream media that we are part of to get yourself to a position to do this story to put this story out first of all it needs to be in the public interest and second of all you need all your ducks in a row. You have to expect that you're going to be trying to prove this in a court of law. So those women haven't just been interviewed once and asked for their stories. They will have met them on numerous occasions. They will have built up a relationship with them. They will have worked out how trustworthy they are. 
they will have kind of gone in a little bit probably to their to their backgrounds themselves to see if ever they've made a claim that was false before or anything like this. So this isn't just something that has been got together in a week and put out. No. Now, of course, there is a broader debate about where Russell Brand can say, and, and or people in a similar position, and maybe if you were in a similar position or anybody was, they might feel the same, that these things should not be discussed without somebody being convicted. And that's a fair, a fair point of view in a broader sense. However, it's you live in a society where journalists or or media organizations are not held to that 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 standard. What they are held to the standard is it's a free press and they have the checks on them are defamation laws. And in this case, in 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 almost all democracies, in all democracies, the press are not held to that to that that standard. They are allowed to publish things then they have to stand by it and make sure it's verifiable, or at least that they can defend it. In Russell Brand's case, there's four women have come forward. Um, certainly in one of them, I, I think she used the uh, the, the pseudonym Nadia, um, a woman in LA. Um, and so she has described in her in her testimony um, or in her in her interview, I suppose testimony would be the wrong word, but she has described an incident in 2012 where she says she was uh, sexually assaulted by Russell Brand, um, and then in that during that interview, she gives examples of text messages she received in the aftermath, where he says, "I'm sorry, that was crazy and selfish. I hope you can forgive me." Um, she says, um, "When a girl says no, it means no." She said she responded to by text. Then she says she went to um, a sexual assault unit in 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 the hospital that day. Mm-hmm. So all of that information is either true or it's not. I, I mean, the text messages and the visit to the hospital, and we can only presume that the people in dispatches have access to that. So that doesn't prove that's not enough to prove him guilty in a court of law necessarily. However, it is verifiable information, and then you know, he'd have to go to court and say, this is untrue. And then he'd have to explain each of how that occurred. Obviously, in the case of a, the, the other case um, involving a, a, a woman now who uses the pseudonym Alice, um, she's talking about being in a relationship with, uh, a three-month relationship with Russell Brand 2006 when she was 16. Now, um, it seems to have gone on for a period of time and he, he, was, collect, he was getting uh, people to collect her from school. She's talking about text messages where he directed her to to disguise his identity to the family. Um, So presumably some of that is verifiable. Now, in in, in Ireland, that would be a criminal offence because you'd be under the age of consent, uh, which is 17. But in England, 16 is the age of consent. So there is no law against him having a relationship Mm -hmm. with a 16-year-old when he's in in his early 30s. However... They're talking around that case in particular, around a kind of grooming scenario that she, you know, he he really was the older individual in this relationship. It was an unsavory relationship and he had some sort of a control over her. Yeah. And I mean, I think if you look like in, in the, the, the morality of the time of the times we live in today, 2023, I mean, a number of really, really senior Business executives this year alone have been forced to resign. Uh, some of the most 
successful business executives in the world because they were having relationships with consensual, agreeable yeah. relationships with women who were working for them. So it's, you know, the idea that that would have happened in 2006 is bizarre. That, that, that and I, it's so I mean, clear cut in those cases that you're talking about because yeah. people are working for the same Mm. organization and yeah. you can see their status in it as an employee or whatever but in the case of celebrities and mm. you know others have been you know linked to similar cases that that Russell Brand is obviously denying any of these allegations at the moment but there is this kind of blurring of what who's in control in a situation where the celebrity is famous yeah. So the celebrity, while he has worked for organizations like the BBC, like Channel 4 and all the rest of it, Russell Brand is a brand in himself. He is a very famous guy who has a status that we all give him. Yeah. And of course, you're seeing that now with BBC and Channel 4. And obviously some of the some of the stuff uh, from Channel 4 in particular that people are saying that uh, Channel 4 or the, the, the production companies that were working for Channel 4 were facilitating him, um, you know, picking women out of the crowd, getting runners on the show to get numbers for him. Uh, BBC have been accused, uh, obviously, of the Jonathan Ross uh, interview you talked mm -hmm. about, but also about people knowing that he was flashing people or being aware of this and doing nothing. So th those organisations are in trouble. But, you know... You have to look back at, at the times and say, "Yeah, things have changed so much now." Have I mean, changed and could, but you know what the thing is, they have changed. But when you hear some of the testimony of some of the women and they're talking about that moment that something happens, that they nearly have to pinch themselves and say, "Did that happen? Did sorry, yeah. that, did that actually happen?" I can actually totally understand that because somebody who's operating in plain sight and then maybe has you somewhere on your own for a second and does completely out of character. I mean, that is really the modus operandi of a sex offender, that they almost operate in plain sight to the extent that the victim is left questioning. Sorry, was that some, was that, was my reaction wrong? Did I actually see that am i imagining that this individual will do something and carry on regardless and be accepted into the rest of the population where whether you're in an office or a studio or whatever it is and they won't bat an eyelid yeah and yeah you can see exactly how a victim would sort of firstly if you're to cause a ferrari you mm. know there is a sense of i don't think it's just an irish thing you don't want to make a fuss no. i think we're as human beings, we don't want to make a fuss. We don't want to make an enemy of somebody famous in particular. Yeah. And we also want people to think that we're kind of, you know, robust enough and able enough for, th for certain situations. And it's embarrassing. And they don't want to probably start calling it out initially. They go away and they think about what's happened and they think about it. And then they maybe park it. They forget about it and they move on with life. And then it comes back to them at a time when they have maybe changed in their attitude to themselves. And they realise that shouldn't have happened to me. And then that's probably happened to loads of other people since. I need to come forward now. You know, victims will an awful lot of the time, especially in, in cases of where sex offences have happened. And you see it within cases where that even happens within a home environment. But it takes them years to kind of really come to terms with the violation that they have. And is that that they 
maturity brings with it or the years time the passing of time brings with it a sense of self-worth and a sense of kind of protecting others or whatever that this shouldn't have happened it's probably happening other people i'm going to come forward now and speak up yeah and obviously um like the the you know russell brand um because of his persona he was uh like obviously a lot of what dispatches have put out and some of it you might even say to him is unfair it's taking bits of his comedy and stuff where people they're not given they're not necessarily giving biographical information they're making jokes but you know he was obviously had a persona that he put out there publicly and in a way he acted that out and therefore you know it probably gave him a a, a bit of cover because yes and it blurred the lines yeah on what was expected because it's almost like because it was all cloaked in comedy and it was mm-hmm. also cloaked in, in this self-admission that yeah. he was constantly talking about how... Yeah, like he, yeah, however, he was always talking about being oversexed, for want of a better term. You know, so... And then, but I suppose if you were to look at it from his perspective, he might say, well, how am I meant to defend this things that happened all this time ago? And, you know, how, you know, did I, you know, that... And that that is another aspect of it. That so, what we have is like we don't know anything. I've never met Russell Brown. We don't have any, like it's not an open secret in Irish yeah. media circles. Nobody knows anything about it. We don't know those women to know any of the background or anything. So we don't know. But I suppose the point would be that that um, a lot of people react. So Russell Brand, I saw an article which is a really interesting point. Is he going to be the first man? to become uncancelable because he's a new media star because other people and men sometimes more so look at it and say, well, how is he meant to defend himself? This is thrown mm-hmm. at him. And the thought of it is, and it's a, it's another conspiracy. It's an anti Russell brand conspiracy is that he knew this is going to happen eventually. So he went to the right. He's gone on, he's gone on YouTube where he's, he is demonetized, but he's gone on other platforms and, they're not going to care. They're just not going to believe the mainstream media. And he did yeah. all, he went, went right wing on purpose because he's now uncancelable. And of course, the day after, was it the day after the, the allegations came out or even the night the allegations came out, he went on stage to a, an adoring crowd who, who clapped him mm-hmm. away. And, you know, he is on, um, he's, he's obviously the YouTube channel is one thing, but on other thing, things, is he cancelable in a way that a star would have been 10 years ago? Well, not in the same way. Definitely not. Because 10 years ago, you could have just switched off the button and stopped yeah. giving them the forums or whatever. Whereas nowadays, they can pop up. I don't think he's his YouTube thing and his social media is on Rumble, which seems yeah. to be the new Twitter where you go if you're cancelled off these other things. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly echoes of uh, Andrew Tate about him He's incredibly famous. We've spoken about this before. Are there voyeurists following them? Or are these people all fans? Because they certainly believe, the likes of Russell Brand, the likes of Andrew Tate and others, believe that every click they get is a support. And I don't necessarily think it is. I mean... No, I, I, think, I think it's definitely... And I would probably go on and see what he had to say now. Because yes, I'm interested in what he has to say and how he's reacting to this sort of attempt or 
you know, it's, it's, a, it's a valid story, There's a, undoubtedly, but he is seeing it as an attempt to cancel him, to close him down by the mainstream media, which is such a bad thing. I'm interested in that because I'm in media. So yeah. I want to go on. And that's my click out yeah. of the 6.5 million. I'm only a little blip, but I'm sure there's many others like me who are interested to see how he's reacting, how he's behaving, how he's handling this. And I think the problem that a lot of these guys have is they are so over and they've had such an overinflated self-belief of their fame and what fame is. Because in the end of the day, all those people who maybe click on, they're not his mates. They're not people who are going to be standing shoulder to shoulder with him if he ever does end up in court. You know, what has he left? It, fame in itself is almost this kind of uh, fake thing. It can be given yeah, and taken within minutes. Yeah, it can. And of course, like people like Russell Brandt, who, you know, has, has spoken about himself in great detail, like they like regard as well as money, you know. Um, so I think he could certainly have a very, very healthy living, no matter what the outcome of this. But I think it's, you know, it's a, that's a level of public shame is, is, is damaging to him. I suppose the other thing is, look, there was a big case last year. A man was found guilty of uh, sexually assaulting a woman and forced to pay out, uh, you know, huge amounts of coverage. And, uh, you know, according to the latest opinion polls, that man is, you know, very likely to, or at least has a very good chance to become the next, next U.S. president. I mean, Donald Trump mm. was found guilty in a case, in a civil mm. case, of sexually assaulting a woman. And it hasn't uh, ended him, do you know? So we are getting to no. a point. Yeah, we are. I agree with you totally. And I do think that this Russell Brand thing is something that we we, we should watch. We will watch. I think it's you know, is he the case in point that, so what? That people don't yeah. care if they sexually assault women. That's or or, pe people or the, people who do, people, the people who do care didn't like him anyway. I mean, this is this mm. is what it gets to. Like, the people care about Donald Trump. There are huge amounts of people who care about Donald Trump and, you know, f will be horrified of the fact that, that he is running for president after being, you know, after the, the judgment in that case. But the issue is, I suppose, that there's enough people who don't care at all and just don't believe it. Um, and so Russell Brand may be somebody that that isn't really cancelable in a way anymore. We talk about cancel culture. He's lost his tour. He's lost his book deal. He's, he's lost his monetization on YouTube. It's not to say there's no such thing as cancel culture. But there are, uh, you know, the media is a different beast now than it once was. But I remember people, you know, I mean, you could. I can remember where Tory politicians would be caught mm -hmm. up to no good with a secretary, and they were gone. I mean, that was yeah. just the end of them. Those days aren't really here anymore. Um, it's 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 you know the Russell Brand case. Uh, you know, it's 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 an it's an interesting one. I I think um, it was a the, the journalism in it. Uh, you know, has been criticised, uh, but it was done carefully. Uh, it has to be said, mm -hmm. in terms of journalistic practice. Um, and if we were the per people sitting there at the top of this, you know, this expose, as they would call it or whatever, we would also know and how 
the mainstream media, as we call ourselves, or as others call us rather, work is that you'll always have fuel in the tank. Yeah. You don't just shoot the whole lot of it out in one day no. and have yeah. nothing else. There is a kind of a, a, a thought process when it comes to breaking a story and there's a drip, drip that comes behind it. Yeah. And there will more than likely be an awful lot more things that, first of all, will be brought up because they have gone for brand in this way, but also that they'll have in their back pocket to come after. I mean, that is a sensible way of operating as a media, that you will always have backup. You have more backup. You have more to come. Yeah. And it'll be interesting. And, and I think as well, from a kind of a marketing point of view for them, they will have blasted a pretty big story out there, but they will be conscious that they need to follow that up yeah. all the way along. I mean, in, 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 we're not here to defend or condemn Russell Brand, as I say, because we don't have any skin in the game. Like, you know, it's sort of, um, obviously he wrote about being a sex addict um, and it is interesting and this isn't a defense of him that it, it all comes from a certain period of time. Um, and he, you know, I wonder, did he think, does he think, and we can, it's only speculation that I've changed my ways. I got married and had a couple of kids and that's whatever happened oh, all in the past and it's it's you know it's it's a lot of some of these things are from 2000 and is it 2006 to 2013 i think all of the the things refer to but he must have thought oh you know i'm now a, i've cleaned up now i've settled I've down and married yeah. some kids yeah 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 but, but you know funny i have to say like while obviously there is no clear direct kind of equation with him and Jimmy Savile. Yeah. From the point of view that some allegations started coming out about Jimmy Savile while he was in place as a massive big celebrity, there was always something quite weird about Savile. There was always yeah. something unsavory about him. His behavior was quite strange and unnatural. Um, and in a way, Brand is somewhat, there's something a bit unsavory about him as well. It's not like were you shocked to have heard this? I certainly wasn't. Do you know, can I say I kind of I kind of was because Were you? Well, kind of, because I know what you mean. He, he like he he's not a he's not, not Daniel O'Donnell, like put it that way. Like yeah. he's not his persona was different, but I kind of thought he was sort of uh quite an you know, when he spoke about himself, it wasn't all like Jimmy Savile, I thought always thought he was odd because he got you got no sense of who he was often and that's i think no Louis Thoreau, you, there didn't seem to be anything underneath you couldn't get a sense of russell brand i thought was quite could be quite honest about himself quite self-depreciating quite direct but that doesn't mean anything that's just a perception of somebody's character people can be of uh, any type of character and, and have committed these types of crimes um, mm -hmm. but i was kind of because um he sort of struck me as, as uh, you know, somebody who put it all out there and, and you know, maybe wasn't like that. And look, he he's clearly saying he isn't like that. And his denial mm -hmm. is really strong that he hasn't done anything that's not consensual and that he has been very open about his, you know, his promiscuity and and his denial is clear. But yeah, I mean, it's it's 
it's an interesting uh, piece of journalism. It's a very traditional piece of journalism, I think, in terms yeah. of what, what 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 has been done for many, many years. And then it's also colliding with a very different world in which it's received, the world in which the media has become diverse, decentralised, you know, where digital platforms have dominated. So it's a kind of a, a, a they're kind of hitting that point, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, and again, not talking directly about Russell Brand here, but that whole idea of celebrity, like to be as famous as Russell Brand, to be as famous as Savile and others who have, um, you know, been exposed, I suppose, or certainly allegations have been made against them in the media. But it must be a very uh, helpful place to be if you're a predator, because really, it's almost like, being famous is almost like being dead every day. People just completely and utterly adore everything you've done. Um, and if you have that mix with a kind of an ego, which obviously anybody to put themselves there in the first place has to have a bit of an ego, has to have a big ego to be yeah. to want to be out there, to be that famous, to be, you know, for every word they, they speak to be hung on. Like it's it's quite a collision and quite a dangerous place, really, for somebody of that nature. Um, the likes of Savile was able to go and do anything he goddamn wanted for a long period of time, never be questioned. People found they were uneasy in his company. Uh, they didn't, you know, a lot of people would have just found him odd. But he was able to move from one place to the other, constantly been helped. It wasn't like Savile was some sort of a weird kind of dirty little guy that came into the room and everyone escaped. People were drawn to him. Yeah, I mean, the deference that gets shown to celebrities in the modern world is is a deference that's no longer shown to people like the clergy or school teachers. I mean, like I, you know, we'll remember some of it and our parents' generation will remember absolute and total deference to the church I remember people, you know, deference to school teachers and guards and all of that. All of all of that is gone. So, but their deference to celebrities is still there. And remember, sex predator predatory types were really attracted to things like the church, obviously, because yeah. of that deference and because, you know, because of what came with that job. So, celebrity is probably one of the few things left that where people will 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 automatically, you know, get people you know, looking up to them in a way that they don't in any of those other professions anymore. So you could imagine why it would attract. uh, Absolutely, absolutely. And you you see it again and again. And, you know, it's hard to believe when you think about that he and Jonathan Ross rang Andrew Sachs from the BBC. They were there at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. From the BBC, and it was broadcast on the BBC as they slag him about Brand having sex with his claiming yeah. that he had sex with his granddaughter. I mean, that is so inappropriate when you take that away. And to the idea that it would go on the BBC, which is supposed to be, you know, the, the old lord, really, of the media. Yeah. Um, but we were edging out of, of the lad culture then, you know? And if yeah. you look back at, um, you know, I think it was there was the end of some one of the programs on Sky Sports. I can't remember what it was called, but it was on the Saturday morning football shows. And they had a, they were looking back on it. it. It finished after twenty years or whatever, and they had these, uh, you know, 
they they used to have a section where they had good looking women dressed in the uh, football gear, and yeah. you know, slag them off, and like you know that was twenty years ago, and it was absolutely acceptable, you know, yeah. to slag off yeah. women in football. And then twenty years later, we have uh, like an international incident because of what happened with the the Spanish FA guy kissing. Yeah. You know, so the world changes really quickly and it's very hard to look back and say, oh, sure, that was totally normal. But it absolutely was that kind of laddish culture, which kind of went through the 90s and the early 2000s. And, you know, it was just normal part. And you look back on the Sunday worlds and all that, which we do. This is what I was going to finish with to say to you, like, you know, we've had quite an interesting experience, how we're considering doing the show, the celebration of the Sunday world 50 years we've gone back into the archives, we've found a piece of media that we cannot even imagine how the hell it was acceptable. And we're talking about the advertising from cigarettes, we're talking about the women on the front page, the scantily clad women that were there to sell the paper. We're talking about some of the stories that were run would just never fit into modern media. and it's been really interesting to see how it evolved yeah. and to hear the stories. And I've interviewed quite a lot of people who have been, have worked for the Sunday world back over the years and to hear the stories of how they went about their jobs and how they did things. And, you know, in a way the media has sort of, there's been this sort of industrial revolution nearly in it in many ways. Firstly, going from, a very viable product that was the only product that was out there in print on the newsstands and sold hundreds of thousands of copies to the change that has emerged with the internet, with the everybody getting things on their phones and their you know new media, the digital media, like you're running the Sundayworld.com website. Uh, you see how what a monster that is and how it has to be fed and everything. But it's, it's quite an incredible, and I think the problem is, in a way, when you're working in media, every day is so busy that you don't actually have time to consider what's happening. But I mean, the media reflects society, really, like, you know, and, mm. you know, so you can look back and some of it is, most of it is pretty funny, really, rather than, but, you know, so, and, and, but you can see how, and I'm not really talking about Russell Brand because, you know, a sex crime is a sex crime, but you can look back at the culture in which he existed and think, you know, that's shocking, but it wasn't shocking at the time. And that's the mm-hmm. truth of it. And it's very easy to look back now and say on any number of things that happen in society from the dominance of the church and how single mothers were treated and say, how could that happen? That, that you know, I wouldn't have allowed that to happen. But society does change, but it's caught up with Russell Brand one way or another. That's not to say he's guilty, but even just the the way in which he he operated. Certainly, if he was in his early 30s in a relationship with a 16-year-old, I don't think that, from from her account, was secretive. Her parents seemed to have been aware of it. Other people were aware of it. I don't think any sort of celebrity in their 30s now would, would... do that and think that that could be done publicly and openly without consequence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's probably a good thing that it that 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 it can't be done. But the world does change, and um, you look back and and it's hard to remember, isn't it? But it just is. I mean, honest to God, um, you know the stories even I did at the beginning of my career that I just, I mean, you wouldn't even suggest doing. I mean, you were 
some of them you weren't happy with doing. You were just, yeah. you know, I'm sure you have plenty yourself in your back catalogue that you can think back on and you're not very proud of and all the rest. But it was just totally acceptable to expose people for things that nowadays, it, I mean, you wouldn't even have a private conversation about it, let alone, yeah. you know, yeah. right. Yeah. The journalism about it. Yeah, I mean it does it does change and but look there there's everybody knows no matter what what you know no matter when all men know what a sexual assault is and there's no way that sexual assaults were acceptable in the two thousands and men knew that and if Russell Brand did the things he's accused of he would have known that too. And uh, so that's not to say these things are acceptable because of the time. Well, I can tell you my radar with him, he would not be my type. He's not one of my, what do you call him, the meatheads? You're like a certain meathead, certain meathead type. He'd be a kind of a... Basic, basic, yeah, a basic honest, yeah, goodness yeah. types. You know, I, can, like, I know type, their background. Yeah, meat, <laughs> meat and two veg, not a... I know where they've been. Yeah, not not aubergine <gasps> uh, eating uh, pirate guys dressed as pirates with makeup, no. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, look, anyway, I will see you on Wednesday evening, if yeah. not before. And for anybody who hasn't been lucky enough to win tickets uh, for the show, I think we'll probably put that out on YouTube anyway. And anybody who's any interest in the past sort of dark history of the Sunday world, they'll get a few funny stories from it. So um, get your clobber and get your head around it and stop fretting. It'll yes, I will. It'll all be okay. Yeah, people will be, okay hopefully people will be too, too drunk to notice. That's always what well, I think they will. I mean, that's our whole <laughs> oh, that's, that's modus awesome. operandi, isn't it? Yeah, get people yeah, drunk yeah. and they think you're great. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. my life. Yeah. All right. I'll, be, okay. uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.